Okay guys, welcome back. So this is just an extract from our little admin live chat that we had on Sunday night with the guys from Victoria. We discussed our upcoming winter brim round the following weekend and discussed the weather, the forecasts, the tides and just some basic tips and tricks. It may not be for everyone, but it may be for some guys that fish those metro systems like the Maribyrnong and Patterson Lakes that might get a little something out of it. But mainly for the guys that might have missed the chat, this is a good opportunity for you guys to listen in and get a few tips and have a bit of a laugh. We have a bit of a chat about last year's round as well with Brenda Moretta, who's one of the other admins for Victoria. So he's um, pretty much a local to Maribyrnong. He fishes it pretty regularly. It's one of his favorite spots to fish. Uh, not so much one of mine. I'm Western Victoria. He's closer to Melbourne, so it's a little bit closer for him. It's probably his closest brim fishery. So yeah, guys, have a listen along and enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to our little chat tonight. Um, we're going to make it just a brief little chat on a few things and um, cover off the winner series. And we'll go over some tips for some of the guys that are new or haven't really fished our winner series before and give them a bit of a run through on what to expect. Um, you know, a few guys asked some questions and I put the feedback out and said, what can we do to make things better for you guys? And what more would you like to see if you guys asked that they'd like a winner series? Uh, we also had a few guys say that they'd like two day events. They'd like some new locations. So although it's not a completely new location, uh, we decided to do a winner series, which we were already talking about, but we were just working through some of the finer details um, and trying to work them out as to what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve. So we decided to go with Maribyrnong and Patterson River um, and we decided to make it a little bit more different and do them both in the same weekend to try and give you those that two-day event. We felt if we did two days at Maribyrnong and then two days at Pado or something like that, it'd probably be a little bit too much pressure on the system and it'd ruin your day's fishing the second day. Um, so yeah, so we went with that. But um, yeah, we're trying to facilitate as much as we can and obviously give you guys what you want and make it a bit more exciting as well. So what we uh, we felt was a bit of a fun event last year and the guys that had it, we did have a, a good amount of fun with it. Um, I had a good time. I don't take the winner event as serious as I do some of the other events and try to have a bit of fun with it, even though someone likes to record me every time that something goes wrong and... Well, it doesn't, doesn't show the first part of it and likes to show the last part where he just films me, well, we'll say angry Matt moments. Um, only the good bits. Yeah, only the good bits, the same as when you get a cod lure hook through your thumb and someone decides mm -hmm. to sit on the other side of the bridge and film you as you're coming through telling you to do something when you can't do it. Damn right. But anyways, guys, look, it's a bit of fun. It's, it's going to be good. I really feel it's going to be a good two-day event. It's over and done with in a weekend for the guys that work weekends and stuff. You know, you, you don't have to take three, four weekends off work. You can just take the one. Um, for the guys that want to camp, there is availability to camp. Uh, I put it up, the big four. Um, unfortunately, they are only allowing one person, one vehicle, one trailer per site. So it's around the $50 mark uh, for the guys that want to stay there. So... The options there, there is other options around the area as well. You can go further. Pretty, pretty slim pickings. Yeah, it is it is slim pickings. Um, but in saying that, because the event is so central, most people will be within an hour of the, 
the location to launch. So it's the guys that want to come and travel a fair way. So yeah, I'll, but... I'll be staying at the caravan park having a few beers on a Saturday night. So if anyone's going to be there, I'll be there camping. I'm, I just can't be bothered getting up too early. Yeah, I can have my coffee in the morning. I'm not fully set yet on what I'm going to do. It depends for me on work. So uh, my work's pretty hectic at the moment. We're short staff. So if uh, if I get a good week and I don't get pushed too hard at work, I'll probably camp. I'll be able to get my stuff organised. Otherwise, I'll probably do a trip up and back. Um, but we'll see. Anything could change the night before. So who knows? I've done it before where I've changed my mind at the last minute. So, um, But just for a bit of brief rundown, obviously we've got B1, B2, even though he's got B1. B1, B1 in the corner. B1. He thinks it's B1 because it's his birthday. Um, B1. That's just for that. That's old news. But we will we'll cover off. Uh, me and Brendan took out Maribyrnong last year for one of the days. We did a three. We did three events last year. So me and Brendan took out Maribyrnong. Um, the other admin, Brendan Smith, took out uh, Maribyrnong. What, what was it? Put, put, put in, con, in, a, in context. So round one was held at Maribyrnong River, and Brendan Smith and Gaz um, they took out first place there. I think Clarky and Ian came a very close second. I can't remember who came third on that one. I think and, third was uh, Luke Hines and Nathan Angie. Yeah, right, gotcha. And then uh, from then from there, I think it was about a couple of weeks or whatever it was um, later, we went to Pado, um, Patterson Lake. I hate that place, even though that's a <laughs> photo of me in the background with the brim there, but that wasn't for that round. Um, but uh, that one got taken out. By was that Rhino and Heinze? I think that was, one in? I think it was Rhino Heinze. I think the second was Brendan and Gaz, or it might have been the other way around. Um, yeah. And I think Ian and Clarky might have but, taken Clarky. that one as well. Yeah, yeah I think um, that, that was a nightmare. The the bites were there. The hookups just weren't for a lot of us. Um, I was using brand new cranking crabs, and I was getting bites where they were running. And then just somehow spinning the hook and just could not for the life of me land a fish that day. And then old, you know, Rhino sitting there mucking around and pulls in the biggest fish of the day, I was pretty sure. Yeah. And yep. he ain't a brim fisherman. So yep. just he goes to show anyone can win it. He ain't a brim fisherman. I was there when Rhino caught that fish and uh, I was definitely having a good laugh at him with a net and dibbing and dabbing trying to uh, net a fish <laughs> and... Yeah, he, he was quite happy with himself. But just to give some guys perspective on Pado too, like that has multiple little marinas and Brendan Smith was up at one end and I won't say exactly where he was because he obviously has his spots, but he was watching a school on his active target swim up and down in front of him and all he did all day was pepper them with one plastic, one colour and he pulled a couple of fish out of that school as they kept swimming past. Um, where was that? It, it was in the river somewhere, you know? Yeah, whereabouts? Yeah, no. I'm not that person. Sharing is caring. No, I'm not that person. I'm, I'm not that person. And, uh, yeah, I don't give uh, away... Everyone, just follow the guy with the Aussie kite, covers wrap on his kite yeah. to catch the fish for the weekend, okay? Yeah, yeah he's going to love you. He's just... Brendan's yeah. doing this just because he lost the B1 trophy, so... Yep. But, yeah, so, look, it is a fun weekend. There's a lot of mucking around. Um, some people would have seen the post I put up yesterday from for Brendan for his birthday, Moments of Brendan. Um, you know, that was from some of the videos and stuff that I Hello. filmed while I was out on the water just to show you guys what it's what it's like, you know, so um, yeah, we let, got... let me redeem myself quickly before we go any further I never kneel to wee when I'm in my kayak 
Yeah, I should point that the out. The only was... reason why that was done on that occasion is because when you're at Pada and you're in the Rain River system, there is hundreds of people on the track walking, running, kids, <laughs> women, all sorts, but they're not going to say a great deal. But at the end of the day, you've got to try and con- uh, hide everything yeah. that you can. Um, yeah, I don't kneel. I think I that... My it, I, I will point out that I do feel that that was... Uh, that was probably why I filmed that because Brennan doesn't normally kneel um, and made a big thing of it. So, yeah, but yeah, I can say, guys, it is good fun. Um, the fishing in both of those locations, it can be hit and miss. It's it's never a great bite for me. Um, I struggle with both systems, always have, probably always will. I don't like them. Um, it's not mine. I am a Hopkins boy through and through. I love Hopkins River. Um, I love BEM, you know, I love those systems because they're so big. They've got so much variety. Uh, the smaller Metro systems, uh, for me too, where I live, for those that don't know, I'm out Western Victoria towards Colac. Um, so for me to fish Maribyrnong, it's an hour and a half to two hours. Patterson Lakes, two and a half hour drive. For me to go fish Hopkins River, I'm looking at an hour and a half. So I've got Curdy's Air, Hopkins River. I've got a lot of those systems down the west where i fish very well hi luke um yep the, sorry admin admin supreme just the, joined the, the chat the man himself is just logged in and said hello so yep mr luke lispert so he might actually man up and come down to a vic comp one day he's coming apparently he reckons he's coming around four so for you guys that are listening and watching on tonight um be prepared the boss himself is going to turn up for round four and have a fish with us so we uh we might have to stitch him up a little bit and make a bit of fun out of it and have some fun and games, I think. And uh, I'm going to pull the drain plugs out of his kayak. Well, I've been thinking we might put a bounty on his head to see who can top his fish. So I don't know if Luke's much of a brim fisherman. He likes to fish for the bigger species, like his thread thin and barrow and all that sort of stuff. So the beauties of living up north where you've got some of those bigger species. Um, yeah, so look, I guess... What we might cover off, we might work through the systems a little bit. Brendan's got the tides there, so we'll cover off the tides for the starters on Maribyrnong and then Pado. Um, and then what we might do, we'll talk about the systems a little bit for the guys that haven't fished it before um, and some tips. A couple of the guys that we follow pretty prominently fish it regularly too. So we sort of got an idea of how Maribyrnong's fishing. Uh, and Pado, which I think Pado's hit and miss no matter what. You could go have a good day there this week and tomorrow could be a bad day. It's It's... Yeah, it's an up and down system. So, anyways, if you want to cover over those, Brennan will cover off some. Yeah, look, um, both days pretty much we're launching just past high tide um, for both days. So, we're going to be fishing that um, high run outside, which isn't a bad thing for Maribyrnong. I know some people will say the opposite. I I like to fish from high running up. Um, I find that's when I get a better success rate. Um, Pado, Pado is just Pado, and I don't like the place at all. It's just one of those things where I just can't catch fish there for the life of me. Um, is, is Pado high tide as well? Running, uh, running at high tide. Run at high tide. Yeah, oh, okay. both days running. Look, I think the key too. Um, a lot of guys, I know they don't like the wind, or some of the guys, and they think that you know it's going to be nice. You, those systems, I find when we get that wind and it does chop up a bit is when I can catch fish there. It, it's one of those systems that when it's flat, I can see the fish and I might as well be throwing a net at them. So um, to put it in perspective, I think a running tide with wind, um, 
you know, and overcast conditions is going to make it good. So this time of the year, generally, it fishes all right for us because obviously it's overcast. So we're able to make it work. Um, yeah. So I guess going through that, we'll sort of cover off um, Maribyrnong and basically, guys, from my perspective, we'll go through me, how I fish it. Um, I catch a lot more EPs than I do broom out of that place, but we'll we'll cover off on it. Um, Thank you. And pinkies, guys. Look, oh yeah, we'll, we'll cover that story in a minute. We'll go through it first. <laughs> Basically, with that system, I keep it simple, guys. I keep it very simple, very basic. I do your soft plastic basics. I do your lure basics. Um, I don't do your traditional, you know, summertime fish the edge, wintertime fish the deep because I find that system gets such a flush of water. It doesn't affect it. The temperature of the water varies, but not a lot. So... I tend to still fish the edges in the middle of winter with your small 44mm, 40mm hard bodies that dive to that metre, metre and a half. Um, I don't use the extra shallows and I don't throw surface. Um, other than that, I throw your soft plastics, your grubs, your swim swims. Um, the other one that I may throw, depending, is I may throw stick baits, small stick baits uh, at the jetties and the pontoons, the hulls. Um, I suppose I should sort of cover off that as well. That system, Maribyrnong, has a lot of old structure, old jetties. Um, as Brennan likes to say, some cars and who knows what else you're going to find on the bottom that someone's dumped in there from years ago. Yep. Lots um, of cars, lots of people with uh, concrete boots down there as well, 100% yeah, in the old Carlton Crew days. Yeah, there's there's definitely some stuff in the water there that's uh, very suspicious. Um, yeah, I know me and Paul Mel have talked about it before and if you watch some of his... Uh, his tutorials when he does sounder reviews and stuff, uh, he will show you on the live scan and there'll be cars. And that's Maribyrnong, guys. That's that's where he's seeing them. Um, but no, look, I, I do keep it very simple. I, I stick to the KISS principle when I'm fishing those systems. Uh, you keep it simple, stupid scenario. Um, you know, uh, I at times will go back on myself and have to bring myself back and go, no, I need to bring it back. I need to go back to the basics. I do the simple twitch, twitch, pause on a plastic, let it sit, drift down in the current, bang, pitch, twitch. Um, you know, and your small stick minnows, I will throw them at the jetties and stuff like that. Um, I think you're giving away too much. I probably am, but like I said, I'm not having too serious for this one. But guys, anything basic will work. Don't overcomplicate it, is how I would put it. Look at your basics principles, look at your basic techniques. Um, you don't need to go to advance. I know I like to use the active target. I like to use it. It's simple as that. So that's Maribyrnong for me. Yeah, everyone likes to make fun of me for <laughs> watching. Just so everyone is aware, that is where the watching came from because last year I struggled at one of the Maribyrnong events, not the one we won, and I could literally watch the fish swimming around on my active and I was watching them go every which way, following my lure, but they wouldn't take it. I pulled up next to Brendan. I said, here, have a look, because I'd only just got it. Swung it around. He goes, oh, yeah. Flicked his rod out and bang, gets a brim first cast while we're watching it, and we watch the hookup. So um, that's where that sort of came from. On the last one, though, I suppose, and this is where the story comes from, we were vibing in the deep for them, and um, they weren't on the bite. Everyone was having a bit of trouble. There wasn't a lot of fish caught that day. And um, I happened to find a small school of pinky snapper. So I was throwing little metal vibes down and jigging them up and 
working with them. And yeah, I was catching, you know, your 40 centimeter pinky snapper in the Maribyrnong at the front of the Footscray Rowing Club where we launch. And I was just having a good time going up and down, find the school, cast at them, pull another one out, pull another one out. And I would have got half a dozen. So for me, it was, it was a bit of fun. So, um, Pato on the other hand is a nightmare of a place for me. I can find the fish. I can get bites, but I can't get hookups there. I struggle. Um, I guess most people will go in the first water dock. Um, look, guys, I'm going to say it because I've seen people fish it a lot. I've seen where people catch their fish. Don't get tied up in the videos and stuff that you see on YouTube where everyone fishes that main dock area. That main dock with the two gates, um, yes, it fishes well. I wouldn't sit in there and have a million people in there because the fish move in that system everywhere. So I've seen guys catch fish down the back. I've seen guys catch fish at the dock. I've seen guys catch fish in the middle. I've seen a guy pull a brim out of a hole of a stormwater drain down there. So I wouldn't get tied up if you're following people around or you see everyone stop there. Move on, keep going. Don't don't hog into a spot on people. Work the whole but system. Correct me if I'm wrong too, I believe as well, those gates, Technically, we're not really meant to be stopping in there because they are a clear way for the vessel. Correct. So you're not meant to stop in the gates. You have to be inside the gates. You have to be moving, basically. Um, and just so people are aware, the people in that first dock boom gate sort of there, um, between there and the bridge, a lot of the people in that area in there that have those units and stuff don't necessarily like fishermen some don't mind some do so you will see signs there that say private property no touching of the dock no touching of the jetties no touching of this just be mindful when you're throwing your lures around that um that is private property technically they own that dock it is all private in there uh the other one i was going to say to you guys when you are paddling around in there just remember your voices do echo through it's a high-end housing estate in around there You'll see some quite high-end mansions and stuff in those water areas. It's it's awesome to paddle around, but just be mindful of the people that live in that area as well. So, it's full of yuppies. Yeah, yeah, you can call it what you like. But <laughs> anyways, so... I'd Brennan, live there. Do you want to give us your sort of tips, I suppose, on Maribyrnong? Um, yeah. You're, you're yeah. similar to me with Pado, so you can tell yeah. your story on your favourite carp that you caught, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, the carp, the one that got away. Oh, no. Um, no, look, Maribyrnong's probably my, or would be my official number one local, and then Hoppies would be a very close second, I suppose, um, between the two of them. Um, look, Maribyrnong's got it all. It's got good rocky edges, good muddy edges. It's got a lot of structure, bridge pylons, um, floating jetties, boat hulls. It's got some flats, I suppose you could call it. Um, in certain areas, I'm not telling you where, you've got to go and look for them and find them. <laughs> um, you've got, uh, look, you've got a lot of, lot of water, um, to fish there. You've, you know, you've got new structure getting built down towards the mouth. Um, and that, uh, you've got a lot of old. Um, one thing I will stress is watch out for those bloody rowers on there. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they, uh, Apparently they are in the river. Um, but, you know they get right away, no matter who or what you are. And uh, if you're in their way, they will park their rowboat on the back of your home, um, especially when they're not paying attention to where they're going. So, we, did, we did have a bit of an incident last year where we thought Brendan yeah. was uh, going under. So I wasn't going down. If anything, I was jumping on board there and throwing them out of their bloody thing. 
Um, so, yeah, look, they, they don't always watch where they're going, so just be mindful of the rollers that are out there on the waters. Um, they're generally out there in droves, so just be mindful of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, look, I, I had an amazing experience last last year when we did it. Uh, hooked onto the biggest carp I'd ever seen in my life. And this thing was on, like, a $2 um, discount bin hard body. A deep diver that I just chucked on for the sake of it because I just got bored and thought stuff well, that I'll use something I haven't used. We originally thought it was a dewy sort of swimming around. I, I was watching it on the active target going backwards and forwards. So yeah, and then uh, yeah, hooked onto that at the poles near the marina. And uh, long story short, it took me for a bloody ride. I had four pound later on, six pound braid. I don't know how it didn't snap me off any sooner. But um, but we had a good fight. There was a lot of bad language said, a lot of Screaming. A lot of people thought some girl was getting murdered, and it was just me trying to get in this bloody car. And this thing was doing torpedoes out of the water and all sorts. And of course, my teammate Matthew had the GoPro, but couldn't manage to get himself around to be able to face me to be able to record it and uh, capture all the action for us. Yeah, well, but it was definitely, definitely a well, really good laugh. Um, I think the best laugh though doesn't go to that. I don't know if he's in here watching this video or not, and he's probably hoping to be saying it, but it was funny as hell. Was uh, watching Clarky um, try and do what uh, I think her name's, is it Christine that's over in the States, the uh, Hobie? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sponsored Fisher Girl, I should call her. She's got um, a YouTube she... channel, guys, if you have a look. She's the skinny girl in the States that has the kayak with multiple screens, motors. Has steering on the pedals oh, on the that's feet. That's an American. That's yeah, an well, American kayak. Her, her kayak is ridiculous. The amount of stuff she's got on it. So. Yeah. So she, she's renowned for standing on their front hatch and fishing out of her PA three sixty. Clarky decided um, after one of the, I think it was the first Nong event, um, that he was going to try and walk along his front hatch and get up onto the jetty. Um, it was pure. Looney Tunes cartoon classic style of him just going side to side, the kayak going in all sorts of places. How he didn't dislocate any bones in his body from the <laughs> movements and just the shape of his body and contours that he was doing. And didn't manage to get in the water though. He stayed dry, which yeah. was the best part of it all. But I'll tell you what, it would have been feeling sore after that one. Yeah, um, That was definitely a really good laugh having, having that happen there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, look. Um, yeah, as far as Pato goes, like Matt said, there's a lot of boat hulls, a lot of jetties. Um, there's a couple of flats out there, some rock wall. He said it before. The fish. Every time I've gone there, they don't seem to sit still. They just love to run up and down. Um, and probably a tip for those that haven't fished there, whether it's useful to you or not, is they run up and down fairly quick so you could pretty much just sit in one spot and they're going to be back within a few seconds or a minute or two anyway um so if they do run off on your you know hold and persist i, I suppose it is brim fishing and you just got to do it that way look i i think the beauty with pato too is it's it's not a large system like maribyrnong stretches right out into the yarra and obviously into docklands and all in around there but we obviously will cut that off because we don't want guys going out past the fishing channels just for safety reasons. Big ships, small kayaks, not a good mix. So the rest of the river, Brennan Smith's doing the... If there is going to be boundaries, Brennan Smith will put them in place. But 
I think we'll do the same as what we did last year. Where we just said no going into the Yarra, close it off at the main shipping terminal, and then that's it. you got to head back the other way. But the beauty with Pado is it's not a large system. So we've done it before when we've fished it. We can fish the whole system and go in eight hours. You could do the whole system and then go back to another spot in that system and fish that area that you liked. I think you would be mad if I didn't say, if you don't have cranker crabs in your tackle box for this event, you need to go and buy them. I, why'd, you, why'd you say I, that? I'm I'm helping people. Why? Yeah. Don't help it. So we're <laughs> meant to be team pirates. The whole <laughs> thing of pirates is we go and raid people. For, you know, for, they're for, those, for those that don't get know. Crabs. No, get Brendan, crabs. No, they're Brendon hasn't got the admin. I'm going to steal them. Right. He's going to steal taking them. them. Okay. I'm so, taking your crabs. So Brendan's going to put a crab tax on everyone. That I want crabs. Anyways, so yeah, look, guys, it's <laughs> um, it's probably the one that I will say you need to have in your tackle box for both venues. It's a versatile lure, and I'll be honest, at all the comps I've seen this year, Yak Hunters, Hobie events, everything we've gone to, Cranker Crabs are still being used in every system, even in systems that I wouldn't throw a Cranker Crab and people are catching fish. So, you know, it is it is something that I would still carry. I wouldn't say it's going to be a standout lure at either location, but it's it's like a grub these days, I suppose, a Cranker Crab. You've got to have it in your tackle box, you know. Um yeah, look, it's it's going to be a good time. We've Maribyrnong, I checked the numbers just before, and I think we're at about 16 entrants, people, that is. So that's eight teams. Um, it'd be great to see a few more jump in. Obviously, the, it does close this Thursday, guys. Um, that's just so that on Friday we can have all the stuff registered. Obviously, the admins in Queensland sort out a lot of the event stuff for us and send that through. And then they send the details through to us. We print the sheets out. We know who's coming, who's not. Um we have just said this year, please use a Yak Hunters brag mat for your event. If you are having trouble with that, reach out. We'll sort something out. I know there's been uh, one person reach out to us who we're going to sort out. Um, I've been talking to him tonight and we've worked out a bit of a solution to help him out. So, you know, reach out to us, guys. We'll help you out where we can and try I'm, to... I believe we've got a couple of spares somewhere high. Yeah, yeah. And, I, th- I, think, like I think they're sold. I think we've just, we sold them tonight. So... Okay, yep. yep. Yeah, so, but... We're, we're endeavouring. Luke's going to send me down a couple more spares just so I've got them on, on hand in case we need them. Hopefully, I'll get them by Friday. Um, yeah, so... But we, we've got other solutions there as backup plans if we need it. So don't feel that if you don't have a brag, mate, you can't enter the event. Reach out to us and we'll do the best we can to help you out. I know I've got a spare myself. Um, so worst case, you know, I can, I can possibly spot you a spare. Um, yeah, obviously, it's a return job, so... Yeah, there'll be a fix for it anyway. That's what I mean. We'll work a fix out. This is this event is for fun, guys. Um, you know, it's cash prize one through to three. Obviously, a per team, depending on numbers. Um, we work out the cash pool by the time we take out costs and stuff, admin administrative costs and stuff, and then we're just going to divvy it up and t- peel it down. Like you know, you you pay twenty five bucks, you could walk away with a hundred bucks. I I don't know. I can't say for sure what the prize is until Thursday. Um, we decided to keep it simple and fun for everyone so the idea is we can all have a good time have a bit of fun with it muck around and for the guys that have never done a yak hunters event this is going to be perfect for them to come and not in a a real serious atmosphere have a bit of a look and meet some people and see what we're about and have some fun uh there is no coffee van this time before anyone asks us i haven't organized a coffee van um you know but yeah i i just i'll have my jet ball there yeah, Brendan will have his jet boy and he'll make her a coffee that'll stay hot for two hours. So don't worry about that, guys. Uh, um, 
Yeah. Don't so, reckon we'll, we'll sort you out, mate. Yeah, so. Um, but no, look, that, and that's the big thing. It's it's all about having fun, getting in the water, shit-talking each other. Now, you see me going past her, be prepared, you're probably going to get some sort of an Ellen Bolly thrown at you. Um, you know, it's, it's just good banter out there. It's have fun, go fishing, no one takes it full serious. It's just like the Yakana kind of series. It's not a... It's not a real serious league. It's, it's out there. You're having fun, shit talking to each other and everything else like that. Just a group of guys and girls getting on the water fishing. What else are you going to do in wintertime? Sit on the couch, you know, watching boring daytime TV shows and you could be out there fishing, having fun, making it. Yeah, um, exactly. And getting so, lollies thrown at you. And Frank the Crab's throwing at you, tackle box. Yeah. So, and look, you know, we, we've, we follow quite a few guys and we know a few guys that fish it pretty regularly. So, um, you know, it, we know it's fished well this week. Um, Maribyrnong has. Pado, I haven't got any reports on Pado. I did go past it on Friday and had a quick look. And there was, wasn't water running over the rocks. It was it was pretty... The water was still pretty dirty, but it, was, um, it wasn't flowing hard. So I know it's a hard place to fish when it flows hard. So... It, I believe know. we don't have a lot of rain through this week. So the system should be fairly okay. Yeah, hopefully we don't get any massive downpours. We'll be all right. Um, yeah. Maribyrnong, not so much. It does affect it, but you can still find fish. So, But Pado, yeah, can be one of those ones. Like, I think... So, we're looking at a little bit of rain on Saturday. It's not it's not a lot. You're looking at about five mils at the moment and about the same Rizzle. on Sunday. Oh, and it's one to five mils on Sunday. It's, you know, you're talking drizzle. So, make sure you just pack a raincoat, guys. Keep yourselves dry. You don't want to be miserable and wet. Um, yeah, so look, if anyone's got any questions, chuck them in the comments now. We're just sort of having a bit of a chinwag and seeing how it all goes, but... But while we're waiting for that, um, probably a good key point as well is toilet facility. Oh, yeah. Um, but always cover the toilets. You just never know when you got to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you about my personal, um, location that I've got a little hideaway. That I utilise in Maribyrnong, we're not going to go there. Um, but uh, there's tours that where we're going to be launching um, at both locations. You've got the boat ramp at Patterson Lakes where we'll be launching from. There's a tour block there. It's actually a couple. Um, and you've also got a tour block, just a short walk down um, from where we'll be launching at Maribyrnong as well. Um, if you've got to go during the day, Maribyrnong's a bit easier to sort of try and hide away and find somewhere secluded if you do have to get out and relieve yourself in any manner and you can't make it back to the dummy block, which can happen. Um, Pato, um, yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's all open. You've got house back doors everywhere and, yeah, you've yeah. got no real privacy out there. Yeah, Pato's um, a bit different. Like I say, it's, it's a lot of private properties around. That's what I mean by you've got to be careful, guys. It is private, high-end accommodation around there. So Yeah. Probably a good point as well is, obviously, there's no coffee bands um, organised for this year round. Um, but at Maribyrnong, there is a way you can get coffee. Um, that's by parking up at the marina and just uh, running up the road about 50 metres to the cafe there. That's um, tucked away behind the restaurant. So if you're still wanting a coffee and you're out in the water, you know, quickly shoot up, grab yourself a cuppa um, and jump back in the air and get fishing. Yeah, no, exactly. So again, guys, obviously, thank you for tuning in tonight. It's a very basic Um we were supposed to have our chat with Casey tonight, but unfortunately he had to cancel. He had some family problems or commitments, how we would like to look at it. But we've uh, rescheduled that one for about two weeks' time. Sunday night, same deal, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Um, 
I'll do a better post up for it a bit closer to the time. But that'll be a good one, guys. For those that don't know who Casey is, Casey is a regular out the South Gippsland area and predominantly targets dewfish and EPs. So this time of year, he he fishes out um, around the Tarwin and he fishes for EPs. And some of the EPs he catches are monsters. So... Um, yeah, he's also in the tackle industry and has been for a number of years, but Crazy Angler uh, has been on a lot of podcasts. So yeah, a few people suggested that to me as a person we could look at. So I decided to have a chat in case he agreed. So he's been very valuable of his time so far, just in communication with me and we've knuckled a few things out. So that'll be a good chat for the uh, round three of the kayak series as well. Got a question there from Dwayne asking, uh, how important is lure size? Uh, extremely important in both locations, um, really. You need to go the biggest lure you can possibly get every yeah. time. I th- um, the big big things like you know, tuna size lures um, definitely get you the brim, Dwayne. So you make sure you get the really big ones. So uh, yeah. he, I think he's more in winter. He's more meaning in winter. Yeah, he's just put up in winter. So... Um, I think, Dwayne, for me, with brim in winter, um, I know we say it for brim anyways. We go, you know, keep it light, you get the bite. Um, I tend to go light all year round, but winter I find it more and more important. I'll actually step my leaders down to three pound in winter. I normally run four to six pound. I'll go down to three pound. So just to give you as an idea, um, yeah, it's it's not so much on the lure size, it's more making sure you can get it where the fish are and get it in the system. I find in winter you got to really bang them on the head sometimes to get them to bite. So if you're off by a meter and they're not in the frenzy to feed and they're not hungry, they're not going to take it. So that's a that's a good one. Mr. Dwayne's pretty pretty regular at uh, Maribyrnong, and I know he's entered, so that'll be an interesting yeah. one. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, definitely following him around in his little links that he's got now. Gonna say that's definitely where the Lynx comes into its own is uh, Maribyrnong. It's probably almost what it's designed for in a lot of ways, really, isn't it? So pretty, pretty much those those estuaries, you know, the the rivers. Um, look, take it out in the bay. You know, be game with it. Yeah, it can actually handle quite well out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, those those riverways and things like that out in the bay on a on a nice day, perfect. Would have would have want a better uh, better bike out there. Don't do. Yeah, well, that's it. So. Um, but yeah, so anyone, anyone sees, so we'll just quick recap. Um, when we go to Maribyrnong, anyone sees the links on the water, follow that all day. He's going to show you where the fish are. And uh, when we get to Patterson Lake, follow the uh, PA12 with the Aussie kite covers, um, wrap on it, and he'll show you where the fish are all day. Don't follow the guy with the big pirate flag hanging off the power pole. Um, I mean, look, if you want to lose some lures, come and follow me, but yeah. No, and for those that think we're uh, mucking around, just search Dwayne, uh, Dwayne up through the yak hunters, and every single brim you know, you see him hold, and I know he guarantees a uh, Maribyrnong brim. So he uh, he quite likes to sneak out there for a fish. It's known. We're watching you, Dwayne. Don't you worry. Well, he's been out in his boat lately. His little boat that he's got. Yeah, yeah he, did. he got a boat. Went out to Ben so. River not long ago. Um, you know, didn't really see the invite coming to mail or anything. I mean, I know Australia Post is slow, but don't know what's going on there. No, um, you know, been, been taking that thing out a little bit, leaving the kayak behind. I think it's getting a bit sad. Yeah. So, 
What's a Lynx? I don't know, Dwayne. It's, it's it's not that green one that you sold or the big one before that. You, you've worked backwards. You're supposed to start small and step into the big one, not start big and step into the small one. So, mm. anyways. But no, look, um, it's going to be good fun. Both, both days, two-day event. Um, like I said, I'll be camping um, over at the Big Four on Denunong Road on Saturday night. Um, so, if you're not sure what you do, come bring your swag. Two seconds to roll it up in the morning. We're only ten minutes down the road from the Pato Lake, uh, Patterson Lakes um, boat ramp. Um, have a few beers and that, and yeah. Yeah, I literally, night, I literally checked all that before I actually said to people in the post because it is literally ten minutes, guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it doesn't seem to be any more questions. Um, if you've got any questions after this closes, guys, just chuck it in the comments, um, and we'll go from there. Obviously, this is just a bit of a fun event, so um, the viewership won't be overly high for tonight, but I just felt, why not give you guys a bit of a look into it and a bit of a chat, and obviously, I'll give away everything for this event. It doesn't bother me. Um, I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it for you guys. You know, it's it's nothing for me. Just I want to just turn up, have fun, and fish with you boys from Yakunas, so... And for those that don't rock up, I'll do a bit of live streaming throughout the day. I'm sure Matt will as well. Oh, yeah. I um, tend to. And all that, so... There'll be some sort of coverage on the water out there. Yeah. Um, and look, the other one I will close off, guys, because this will be recorded so everyone can have a listen at the end. We're getting through the midway point of the year now. Um, you know, there's a few of us admin that have been doing it for a couple of years and one admin that's been doing it for a lot more. Uh, if you ever thought about stepping up and helping out as an admin or you're interested in it, reach out to us and we can have a chat. Uh, I've made it pretty known to a few of the guys now and me and Luke have had chats over the last couple of months. Uh, this will be my last year at the Vic level of admin. I've decided that um, I want to do some travel next year. My son turned 18 and turns 19 this year and me and my partner are going to travel around a bit more. So I can't commit to every single event. 